Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. I have nothing uh, funny to say today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our address. Just trying I mean, not to get the COVID. That's really all I got to say. I would like my eyes to open today. That would be helpful. Yeah. If it would. Merry belated Christmas to you and to all my friends that celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry. What it's Santa bring you? Ugh, I almost wanted to tell my niece that Santa wasn't real. I was like, aren't you too old for this? She's I don't so know. Brave. When is it too old? Yeah, she believes very much so. She was like, we left him to Molly's and he ate them. And look at the milk that he drank. And I was like, uh-huh. That's so <laughs> cute. It was cute. I guess that's just like around the same time that I learned that Santa wasn't real. So I was like, how long are we going to be doing this for? Well, imagine being a Jewish kid and having to not tell any of your non-Jewish friends that Santa was not real. So we're the, I'm the real hero here. You're going to die on that cross, literally. Yes, I am. <laughs> I could have ruined all of these kids holidays just like mine were ruined because we didn't celebrate it <laughs> yeah because all those uh non-jewish kids that went to your jewish school with you well i also went to like lived in a town where everyone celebrates christmas so we had friends on, in you know on our block that we were very much told don't ruin christmas for that it also felt like this christmas was a month long i mean what year are we in what month are we in is it like <laughs> I, I don't know. Every day that passes, I feel like we're going it backwards in time. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that it's over. It's done. I'm over and all of it. In less than a week, God willing, we'll be seeing each other in person. I made the mistake of quoting Werner Herzog at dinner and ruined the whole vibe. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Well, I was like, you guys don't agree with Werner Herzog when he says that he hates the theory of formal dying, dining and he finds it all very base and vile and he'd prefer to eat chips on a sidewalk. And I was like, wouldn't you guys rather have Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner <laughs> like a bag of chips on a sidewalk? And they were like, no, no. Casey. <laughs> I was like, okay, or we can fight for another six hours. That's great. Okay, cool, guys. Well, yeah. we'll be doing more than eating chips on the sidewalk when we're in Arizona. So be ready. It's all, well, it's all about the, um, he just, I'm with him on the formality of everything. I'm like, we don't need to all have these like specific plates and wait and for oh, a certain yeah. time to eat. That's what he was referring to. Yeah, like getting the China out and all that. Yeah. That, yeah, that's never happening. If, if I am in charge, we're going to, we're just going to order in from a really nice restaurant. Thank you. Yeah. Or, or go to go, a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm always here for. Why do like, the work? Somebody, like, yeah. What are we, who's going to clean up and be okay with this? No, we're all angry at each other all the time. Why it's do just... the work when you can pay someone else to do it? That's my <laughs> philosophy in life. Hey, oh, and we're not rich. We just want to point that out. Exactly. Like for certain situations, like a meal where you just know everyone's going to fight, like I'm not getting myself involved. Yeah. In that. We're just going to sit down twice a year together, all within four weeks apart, which I still, I can't, don't even get me started on the theory of like Thanksgiving and Christmas back to back because they need to be six months apart. We're going to be seeing our family. They need to be six months apart. That's why the Brits really love Christmas because they don't have Thanksgiving to have to see their family. Twice. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Skip the turkey. Get over it. Yeah, it's all about the sides anyway on yeah. Thanksgiving. Thank you. 
Um, I don't really know what a transition is for that into what you're going to talk about. So I guess just kicking people out of your homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People you don't want to be having if family was uh, like uh, meals with because yeah, Kelly Clarkson <laughs> is not going to be eating with her ex-husband anytime soon. So Hey-o. yeah, we, br- <laughs> I mean, they, I can only imagine what kind of uphill battle she has ahead of herself. Because we're dealing with a complete and total second generation skis bag. (laughs) Technical term. Yeah, technical (laughs) term, second generation skis bag. So Brandon Blackstock, I always want to call Blackwell over and over again. So Blackstock. Every time you say Blackwell, I always think of Snackwells, RIP, remember those? Are those oh they don't exist anymore do they i don't think they do i don't feel like i've seen them in forever no i mean i literally just was in an aisle yeah no anyway they, sorry i digress i just every time you say it i want to say snack well and so yeah I'm were those doing. those were supposed to be the like weight loss cookie right like yeah, we're gonna probably, help you but they were fucking good but the, the chocolate good. ones yeah and you're like you only eat two per serving and then you eat the whole box and you have diarrhea for a week yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's probably like those wow chips but like yeah i think the, they came out at the, the same time version. yeah oh, the yeah 90s. anyway <laughs> yeah we just giving us diarrhea for fun <laughs> and um so yeah so kelly clarkson we you know she filed for divorce months and months ago we we informed our listeners of that story and uh and so now she's in an uphill battle because her ex is pretending that because he was her manager even though he like probably stole money from her and his dad like definitely did uh that he can't afford to move off of their her ranch that she owns in montana that since filing she became uh, you know, she got ownership of the land and then he's been living there. So she's trying to evict him. And this week, a judge blocked her eviction of the ex-husband because the ex-husband is claiming that he can't afford to... His lifestyle. Yeah, not even his lifestyle. He can't afford to move, right? Like he can't afford a home mm-hmm. because he doesn't make any money technically at this point, which is like Bogus. all absolute bullshit. Yeah. He has other things going on. Like he, yeah. So he's pretending that he's like the victim of this divorce and that Kelly's, you know, not supporting him financially and even because he's filed for spousal support and child support. Um, he says, and then, then this article is saying he earns up to 10 K a month on his own. The ranch is set to cost $80,000 per month to maintain. And, And then the, and the 39 year old powerhouse pays her 45 year old ex manager, a total of $195,000 per month in child and spousal support. And he's claiming that he doesn't have the funds to find housing independently on his own. That is, you know, was probably put in, in like, you know accounts offshore so that it looks like he has no money because we've seen this time well even from her settlement of her spousal and child support is nearly 200k a month translating fast math into 2.5 million dollars a year and he's like i don't know like it's clearly a good old boys club with this judge saying that he can't afford (laughs) yeah to do this yeah, and it's then it's if like he's just doing this style. now, then he's just doing this to torture her. Well, isn't that what a lot of these 
divorces are. It's just like the power. I know. I just will never understand that mentality. It's like, I'll just never be somebody who comes no, back be over with it. Yeah. Even if I'm on the receiving end of being dumped and being like treated like absolute garbage throughout the relationship, I've just been like, there's no point in trying to like get you back. I've keyed cars. Don't get me wrong. I have keyed some cars, <laughs> but that's as far as I'm going to go with my vindictiveness. Yeah. I mean, if anyone should be vindictive, it should be Kelly, not him. Yeah. Really. So it's just more like he's a pathetic human being in my eyes. And it's it was just, just very upset. It's like, would you, do you not see like th- that's where that I'm also surprised. Cause if, if this is all about his ego and, you know, being like how, uh, like I'm getting dumped and, and having this uphill battle that he wants to go through. How does he, does he, like, it's, it's shocking to me that on the other side of it, he's not so embarrassed by his behavior that he would stop doing it. Right. Well, so. should we use that as our transition? Speaking of bad behavior and still doing it, um, we got. Well, I guess not technically still doing it because that's what his publicity, his publicity, his publicity tour is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have James Franco has broken his silence four years after there were like some actual allegations about um, his sexual misconduct um, with some of the students at the school that he taught at. Um, He did an interview with Jess Cagle, who was the former um, editor in chief of. Uh, People Magazine and now has his own uh, podcast or interview. I think it's on YouTube if you wanted to watch like the actual interview. Um, yeah. But in the interview, James Franco says that there were people who were upset with me and I needed to listen. I've been doing a lot of work and I guess I'm pretty confident in saying four years, meaning that's how long he's been working on himself, which is why he didn't respond to, you know, the allegations four years ago. Um, He continues, there were some issues that I had to deal with that were also related to addiction. And so I've really used my recovery background to kind of start examining this and changing who I was. Um, Yeah, he said he's a sex addict. Yeah. And he talked about that um, he didn't sleep with anyone in his particular class, but over the course of teaching, he did sleep with students and that was wrong. And then he tries to like make up for it and said, that's not why I started the school. I wasn't the person who selected the people to be in the class. So it wasn't a master plan on my part. But yes, there were certain instances where I was con- where I was in a consensual thing with a student where I shouldn't have been. Yeah, um, you were using your power and your James Franco cachet to right and actually, know, get what you wanted sexually out of people. And Jess Cagle pushed back on him in the interview and said, you know, it can't really be consensual in that there's this balance of power, you know, imbalance of power. Um, And his, and Franco's response was, I suppose at the time my thinking was it was consensual. Of course I knew, you know, talking to other people, other teachers or whatever, it's probably not a cool thing. And at the time I was not clear headed. So I guess it just comes down to my, my criteria was if this is consensual, I think it's cool. We're all adults. Yeah, but you weren't because you were also DMing 16, 17 year olds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's, you know, 
we're not defending James in any of this, just basically reporting what he said. Um, yeah. I am curious, though, to see if this move in terms of a PR stance actually sticks and he does get yeah because he did he did shut the fuck up and he did go away for a number of years when the allegations started to surface and and i also this is weird i don't know i'd be curious if you agree or not i think that people love dave so much dave franco yeah that like they kind of are like i mean i don't know i feel like dave is gonna like help him you know, no, not I mean, be totally kicked out of Hollywood. I mean, we already know from other way worse situations that there's really no such thing as cancellation these days. And if he is really willing to work to work on himself, slash, even if he isn't, as we're seeing with the whole Army Hammer of it all, and that movie going to come out regardless of like how you know horrific he is. Um, you know, clearly, just time needs to heals everything and even without this I wouldn't be surprised if Franco still would get movies but um because he um you know he did have the success prior to all of this yeah that's all that really does count in that world if you can write and direct a movie that's successful exactly and um you know he does talk about Seth Rogen in the interview who we know earlier this year Seth Rogen said he didn't he wasn't planning on working with James Franco again and in the wake of the sexual misconduct allegations and um in that response James said I love Seth Rogen I worked with him for 20 years we didn't have one fight he was my absolute closest work friend collaborator collaborator we just gelled and what he said is true we aren't working together right now and we don't have any plans to work together um and that um, he said while R- Rogan's comments were hurtful, he understood that he had to answer for himself because he himself was silent. Um, so I agree yeah. with you. I, it's not, you know, does it make up for the horrible work, the horrible things he did? No, but, um, you know, it's certainly better than not taking accountability. Yeah, and that's where I think he might end up because he also is so far away from that like he again he i feel like he unfortunately did make the right pr moves where he did go silent he went underground he also started this relationship right with this woman isabel that, yeah isabel that is now his current girlfriend who he's clearly wants to marry he said that very early on in their relationship very publicly because he met her randomly in a parking lot like she he was driving out of the parking lot she walked by and he stopped his car and got out and was like, I need to know who you are. Yeah. And he said he hasn't cheated since he's been with her. So, yeah. You know, so I feel like she's the woman that's changed him. Yeah. Which is so okay. All right. Great. Which, like, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But it's also we'll like, how long. <laughs> he was also nearing 40. Yeah. And, you know, he had a very successful established career and clearly a, a sex addiction. Cause he was just putting it in anywhere and could put it in anywhere. Yeah. And everybody was asking him to. So how could you like not, but then I think because of this relationship and he is in such a different place than he was when all of this was going on that I, yeah, for some reason, I just feel like in this instance, he's going to kind of get welcomed back. Really? I know. Well, at least now I won't feel bad watching Pineapple Express as much. That's so true. Because that is like my second favorite movie of all time after Tommy Boy. 
Yeah, I just like yeah, I just it's difficult it's to difficult. decide and learn who is actually genuine yeah. in their like recovery and exactly. and um not neglect. What is it when they regret? No, I like when they have remorse. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it, like to your point, I think it's unfortunate that it's this woman potentially that is what's making him be better, but I don't know if it's going to last forever. You know, actions speak louder than words. So we really will only know once we start to see or not. Yeah, I think he's going to marry her and this is it. And he's decided because of the background that he comes from, unless he had an actual uh, personality disorder, like his family is so disappointed by him. Like he's he's overeducated Bay area with a mom who's very involved with them. And like, but he's also been suffering an addiction of, just addiction since like being 17 so that there's a lot that he needs to like work on not just the sex addiction but the alcohol whatever oh did he say that too because it's only sex oh okay yeah um but also important to note speaking of james franco is that he's also been um subpoenaed in the johnny depp amber heard legal battle i can't believe we're still in this legal battle because i mean yeah because it's not even the divorce now it's the defamation suit because depp is yeah johnny depp is suing amanda uh or sorry amber Amber heard for defamation in a 50 million dollar suit over a 2018 washington post op-ed where she wrote in describing that she was a victim of domestic violence Um, which was confirmed but she also bruises on her face and remember there was that so, yeah, Franco has to sit in for the deposition to answer the questions about those bruises on her face. And he well, also, just... he had an alleged affair with her during well, I was their gonna marriage. Say, I was going to say the reason he's being subpoenaed is because there's surveillance footage of him entering an elevator with her 24 hours after she and Depp had um, had, like, the huge fight. Yeah. And that she claimed that Depp gave her the black eye. Yeah, and so he, yeah, he's been roped into this. Uh, the other name that is new in this situation is also Paul Bettany, which is and oh God, Paul, I love Paul, and it is even the statement isn't great from Paul, but they read Paul Bettany's texts out loud in court to Johnny Depp, where they quote unquote like joked um, about uh, over text. Depp said he would quote fuck her burnt corpse to make sure she's dead or drown her to make sure she's not a witch that uh, makes me feel really good about all the texts i've ever sent you because i've never been that bad about anyone. no <laughs> if like you're typing this out about your then like <laughs> wife which you also like i mean you actively pursued her like this whole both no. of them amber Amber also makes me very unnerved. Amber both not well. Is this narcissist for sure? Yeah. Um and but yeah, Paul Bettany said he experienced an quote unquote unpleasant feeling to have his private text messages between him and Johnny read aloud as part of the 2020 libel case. Oh, oh, actually part of Depp's 2020 libel case against the Sun newspaper. Mm. So this Depp is suing the newspaper for describing him as a wife beater and he ultimately right. lost the case. So this is like 
This, well, I defamation guess, cases are almost impossible to win, um, especially when you're a celebrity. Like, that was the first thing we learned about in comms 107. Yeah, but this sounds like a different Tom case. Law. This sounds like a previous case separate from the Amber. Now there's a new case against Amber Heard, and this is Johnny Depp against the Sun. Right, but that's what I'm lost. saying. He'll pop. Yeah, yeah most, le- most of the time you lose defamation, defamation cases in general when it is with A, like a publication. Like, it's very rare. That yeah, I just, I just thought this was all part of this ongoing thing, but oh, Bettany's okay. rep- responding to a previous like case that already has been settled and so this is just he's just getting brought back into this conversation because those texts were burnt were out loud um but then did he say anything bettany is said to have replied having thought it through i don't think we should burn amber she's delightful okay so this is his quote which is so paul (laughs) bettany which i'm absolutely loving okay having thought it through i don't think we should burn amber she's delightful company and easy on the eyes plus i'm sure she's not a witch we could of course try the english course of action in these predicaments we do a drowning test thoughts (laughs) i have a swimming pool Oh my god! I mean, yeah, that's better than the initial. Yeah. So Johnny statement. Depp's like, I'm gonna burn her and fuck her dead corpse, and Paul's like, Hold on, Johnny, why don't we not take it that far? Let's drop it a few notches below. Perhaps yeah, just drowning by testing in a pool. <laughs> I mean, because Jennifer Connelly, would not Paul Bettany's wife, for is not going to stand for any Paul to behave like this at all. And he's so English, and like, I was really hoping there weren't really fucked up things that he said back to Johnny and thankfully they're not as fucked up. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly he's the lesser of the two evils in that conversation. Um, but that's not saying much considering it's Johnny Depp and he's pretty evil to me. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a clip. So apparently Johnny was maybe going to buy Amber a beaver, like a literal animal. And then Paul was like, why don't, why don't you shave Amber's beaver? And so that oh, became... God then of them talking about what they thought was her vagina and um but first of all we buy amber a pet beaver and then we take pictures of you shaving the pet beaver and like this is what 40 something year old men like this is just a waste of time yeah i mean it's so embarrassing on everybody's part yeah that's way more embarrassing than any text messages we've sent yeah and then it's just like, and, the, and it ends with De- Depp ended up losing this lawsuit against the Sun in 2020. <laughs> but he 100% beat the shit out of her. I believe it. I mean, he's not well. He hasn't been well since probably the day he started acting. I mean, I would say, a- yeah, since pa- be- a little before Pirates of the Caribbean. And then that made him so much money that he's never had to be, you know. And then he went broke because he threw all that money out the fucking window because he's such a drunk yeah i mean isn't that why vanessa left him i think he dumped her for amber Heard. oh that's what it was but even yeah. when they were together there was all that alcohol yeah because they were did they ever end up getting married or they were just like together raising their family i don't think they did get married actually yeah and then i think he dumped her when he did the movie with amber Heard, and he was like well i'm gonna marry this woman, obviously, you know, I don't marry you, and we live together as and have children, a bohemian lifestyle. Oh no, nope. Oh no, partners. Yeah, it says partners. Yeah, not, yeah. Spouses. Yep. And then he married Amber Heard in 2015. Divorced 2017. Yeah. Still longer marriage than some others. Uh, should we use that as our transition? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless there's anything it. else about uh, Depp you wanted to bring up. Just like not a fan, okay? I'm going to want to go on the record 800 million times. I've never enjoyed a performance by Johnny Depp, except for maybe Finding Neverland, which I yeah, haven't rewatched since we watched it freshman year of college and I just sat on the couch crying. <laughs> I did like Pirates of the Caribbean. I have to give I did that. not. When I should be, usually, that's yeah. like the reverse for us. Usually that would be more down my alley. Yeah, and I mean, Edward Scissorhands is solid. Like, he definitely had some solid movies. I wouldn't yeah. say any probably in the last 10 to 15 years. I know. Even when I was a kid watching, Edward Scissorhands scared me, I guess. I think I, I think you got to give it to Diane Weiss in that movie, man. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a movie I watched as, like, a child child. But I would say probably yeah. more, I'm probably, like, middle school, high school. Um, but, yeah, speaking of short weddings and marital bliss. Uh, I don't even know if we mentioned when they got married initially because it is a Bravo cut and it's political, which we try not to be on the show, but uh, former Real Housewives of Orange County, Megan uh, King, she was married to Joe Biden's nephew. I don't know how you pronounce his first name. Is it Cuff? Cuff? It's C-U-F-F-E. His name is, I have no idea. Let's just say Cuff, Cuff Biden Owens, who is um, the sister. So his mom is sister of Joe Biden. Okay. So Joe Biden's his uncle. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the nephew of Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden and uh, had famously gone to this wedding in the midst of uh, COVID two months ago. And it was like all over the news. And we were also like, wait. How is Megan already like marrying someone else? They had only been together for about four months. They met on an app, dating app. Well, I think all in all, I think they were together for four months total. They were together for two months before they got married. No. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Because then it was a thing because Megan and her ex-husband, Jim Edmonds, ex-professional baseball player. Who is also a horrible human in general. Is a disgusting human being and they broke up because she gifted him a threesome with a friend and then he started having an affair with the threesome and then he dumped Megan for the threesome partner who he's now engaged with and introduced the kids to immediately. And Megan left Orange County and moved to the Midwest. To, she, she didn't move to St. Louis because that's where he's from. That's what he's known. He played for St. Louis. Yeah, I don't remember where she But yeah, she to. moved away from, and she was like, I'm restarting my life, and it's so hard, because she has three kids under the age of, like, five, I think. And one, and of, one them of them has special needs. Yeah. And and these were all kids. It was just such a nightmare, because even on this show, she was, like, fighting to have these kids through, like, in vitro and all this stuff. But it was very clear that her husband was an absolute piece of shit, and I, she just was ignoring that the whole time. He didn't want kids. He didn't want more kids, because he already has... He, this was his fourth or fifth marriage at this point to her. Yeah. And he thought he was getting, you know, an easy peasy bubbly blonde that'll just fuck me marriage when he actually got the like Megan King Edmonds who became the detective of the show and, and finally discovered that somebody else's boyfriend was lying about cancer. And that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if we don't plug <laughs> and this is the worst 
franchise of all the housewives. Yeah, and this is also like five or six or seven years years ago ago. when that was going on where she was introduced and it was like, oh, who's the hot little young thing who's married to this ex-baseball star? And then who's an asshole. And it's Orange County. So they're like, oh, of course she's like has a higher social standing because her husband's a former professional athlete who is also a commentator, but he's a real piece of work. Yeah. Um interesting factoid is a couple of weeks ago Megan had posted a photo of herself spread out on a hotel bed telling followers that it felt like she had been married for a million years and asking fans to share advice to help keep the marriage alive <laughs> six weeks into your now so you're six weeks into your marriage that is then just six weeks after 14 the wedding, weeks yep. into your relationship and you're trying to figure out how to keep it fresh and spicy. <laughs> That's like where we normally learn middle names. Is yeah. like at 14 weeks. <laughs> you're just like, okay. Um... So yeah. So after two months of being married and four months of being together. So yeah. Uh, good luck to her. That's happening. Um, she also she- complained like a month before she met him that she's feeling ready to date again and how terrible it all is. It was like Megan... You can't even, you haven't even put in batting practice at this point. Yeah, like, don't even come and complain. for, like, one year, even if it was that much, which I know it wasn't. Is like When you're juggling three toddlers. Like, I think you got other things to focus on. Amen to that. That's um, where I just go, why do you need, like, why do you think having somebody else enter the picture is going to make this situation easier for yourself? The money. She doesn't well, I just never much. think of that. I never would expect anybody to, you know, financially. She doesn't make that much, and she probably needs, especially with the child that has special needs, a decent dollar. I'm sure. Me- I'm sure. Uh, what's his face is not giving her Jim. Jim isn't giving her any of the money she is supposed to be getting. Well, she then he needs to go to jail. She was getting that Biden dough. Well, we don't even know what that means. We have yeah. no idea what this guy is or who he is or whatever. Yeah, he looked but, yeah. weird. He looked like a Jared Leto wannabe. So I don't know. I don't trust that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, we're just laughing. Uh, so yeah. We, yeah, we are. Fucking idiots. I mean, that's like a Kim Kardashian wedding. Yeah. Seven. It's less than. Yeah. Seven. We're not Megan Edmonds fans. We're not Megan King yeah. fans. We're not his fans. We just, I'll, you know, we looked up and then. Well, we just had our president potentially get you know risk getting covid to go to this wedding that didn't even last two months i mean it's more of a it had to do with real housewives yeah and everything always goes back to bravo and real housewives and we're here to constantly prove that. or just like our president can't have any close you can't have a one hop skip and a jump over to a housewife in relation to a yeah this isn't even six degrees this is one degree yeah um like, like she got security no- clearance like that's bananas i feel like there was another couple we were going to talk about that broke up or oh well chris Knopf's marriage is hanging on a thread oh, and right. they spent christmas apart and another woman has come forward saying chris Knopf has allegedly raped her as well and then he gave a fantastic statement to the paparazzi that he just walked by and said let the cards lie where they fall mean like so like okay chris and then the women of sex in the city came out in support of the victims that have come forward and you know bye chris and and bizarrely ironically your character was dead like when this all started coming out so thank god how strange what if he wasn't killed on the show and that's how 
I feel like, like think how weird the narrative yeah, would be. They wouldn't have been able to cut him out, so they would have probably we still would have been forced to watch him on TV. They would have everything would have been aired, but yeah. as the information was coming to light, so they would have just. It, yeah. Even if it already, like, this reboot, reboot wasn't already shit, this would have a huge, disgusting aftertaste to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because then it would be constant reminder as you're watching it that this guy, like, raped women. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Instead God, of like... having a constant reminder that it just fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's absolute horse shit. But <laughs> that's the difference. Uh, and then the other, other like, honorable mention we had was um, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn had their child. They named it um, Malcolm Hyep is what we're thinking is how to pronounce that middle name. It's H-I-E-P. And there's some um, different markings above the E, so we don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But it's a Vietnamese, French-Vietnamese background. Honestly, I thought it was Hebrew. No, I knew it wasn't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and John posted a picture and said he has his whole life ahead of him he hasn't even tried seltzer yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh john what are we gonna do with you <laughs> oh but there was the other couple that is rumored to be oh thank you no longer together which Casey and i predicted the second we heard that they were together which is the aaron Rodgers and shailene woodley of it all um they haven't really been spotted yeah, rumblings that it's already kind of fizzled out and that it's probably not going to be moving forward. But then other, her public, somebody's publicist tried to spin it that they have a quote unquote non-traditional relationship, which, but they didn't even give any more details as to what that means. they don't believe in COVID. Uh. <laughs> AKA they don't believe in seeing each other. I don't know. Yeah. What a I weird mean, We said it from the second they got together that we didn't think it would even i don't even know if we said it was going to go to a wedding or if we did it wasn't going to go much farther than that i mean it's one thing to be like if i were to be like yeah i definitely know how like i've watched football i don't i'm not a fan of football like i know who aaron Rodgers is but i wasn't like here to like get with a quarterback that should have been more of shailene woodley's a statement rather than i've never seen or t- what is this football you're talking about <laughs> yeah like as if she lived on Como city say football <laughs> Yeah, it's Alaria Baldwin trying to pronounce cucumber. Like it's just, yeah. I, it's all lies. It's, it's all a, lies. yeah. It's yeah. It doesn't matter. It's if you or I got with, say, one of us started dating. He's with somebody, and neither of us are interested. But Andy Roddick, like we don't have any interest in tennis at all. But we start dating somebody who's at the most insane top one percent of one percent greatest tennis player of all time. You're like. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna start showing up at you know. I'm gonna start clapping when you go and know, hit the ball which would around. Be so unfortunate because I hate tennis. <laughs> yeah, but if she's saying like, oh, I don't even know football. I don't even know who Aaron was, and then yeah. it's like, but I don't. I'm not going to now support any aspect of that kind of his life because it's not what I'm interested in. Right. And he's not asking me to. So we're just going to pretend that 11 months out of the year that takes up his full-time <laughs> job, we're going to pretend doesn't exist. Exactly. When this has been his entire life. And like, honestly, he'd be better off if he retired at this point. Well, and he probably is going to retire, I would imagine, in the next year or two. He still if- apparently had a good season. I guess there was a few ups and downs. But I mean, Dennis was the only one we asked Dennis, like, is he doing But was he even playing? Because he got COVID. Yeah, but that's not the whole season. I know, but the season's August to now. Nah, I mean, February. Yeah, it's basically, well, it's like playoffs. I think now. Who knows? 
Who cares? It's the worst of all the sports. Anyway. No, I don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, plenty of people do know. Plenty of people, but I don't. Yes, they are at the playoffs. Pro- yeah, people our, have been posting like about them. Two em. straight guys that listen to this will tell us. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because I mean, the the Super Bowl is always in uh, it's January, January February. Season. Yeah, yeah, it's usually January, February, depending on like when they, you know, split everything else out. But yeah. we'll be here. We'll be here for the. Uh, halftime show will we is it supposed to be good i mean it's gonna be better than some past ones it's like snoop dogg dr dre oh that's right uh eminem mary j blige it'll be finally good. understanding the demographic of yeah of they're finally who's... realizing it shouldn't be people that suck uh, shakira and j-lo yeah well people love that one just not us um <laughs> yeah should we move on to what we're watching yeah for sure we should start with something we both watched separately, but within like the last 24 hours, uh, the new Netflix movie, uh, Don't Look Up, with basically everyone in it. Yeah. Adam McKay production, Adam McKay directing, writing. Producing. Uh, has, you know, Meryl, Jonah Hill, uh, Leo, J- Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, the list goes on. Kate Blanchett, Terry Pot, Terry Piler, Tyler Perry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, who was another guy? Ariana Grande. Imish um, Patel. Imish Patel. Who was somebody that mentioned last week? Because I saw something else that he was in. Oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, he's gonna be in Don't Look Up. But yeah, he plays an asshole in that. In that, I felt bad for Jennifer Lawrence. Well, I mean, she's fine. <laughs> well, no, her character and, like... for having this part. Like no, let's talk about Jennifer Lawrence's wig. Yeah, no, I mean, was because it a wig? It was rough to watch. Was it a wig? I can't imagine they let her cut her bangs like that. I can a hundred percent let her imagine that she cut her next bangs like we, that just for the movie. Next time we talk to her, we'll ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that cut in general is always annoying. Yeah. Anyway, the short little i forget what is it a pixie bang or is i that, mean the bang pixie cuts different. me of what i did when i attempted to cut my bangs not once but twice yeah exactly they got so short to make them even that they're all the way up to yeah. your like, hairline but that makes perfect sense for her character of who she was she's a phd like astrophysics yeah yeah it all makes sense that wasn't so much that i was lolling at the beginning like the first act, I thought it was very funny of them just like panicking and nobody else like caring and then right. being like, wait, are we not being clear enough on this? <laughs> like there's a comet that's going to kill the world. Yeah. And then I, I mean, half on me, half on the film, I saw, I did not care to know kind of what was happening with any of these characters. It was a little too long for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think. It definitely wasn't his best movie. I mean, no. you compare it to like The Big Short. There's no Big Short. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, same. Um, but I agree with you. I think there were too many characters, and for that reason, it's like, who are we focusing on? And, and nobody. There could have been moments where other people had really had highlighted moments, but there are too many players involved, so everybody kind of got watered out. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a little bit of a watering because you have to fit in all of these characters. And um, I do, though, like the overall message of the movie. And it's very much of a 
scary slash realistic thing that could easily happen. <laughs> like that was the that was also difficult to watch of just how this is how like what we're looking at in our future and this is what to expect from our government and our future and nobody's competent and it's all about making money and it's all about finding the resources for the select one percent of the one percent to then yeah. <laughs> like and fuck off like arguing on facts and yeah and Mark Rylance's character of this, like, Apple CEO or, like, tech conglomerate Elon Musk, like, was just so Freaked annoying. Me out. And the way he chose to play him was so distracting. Yeah, it was – nobody was well, likable, no but emo- then – Like, I'm assuming they're trying to make him, like, have no emotion. Like, the kid wants to say to him so- to something in the beginning. He won't talk to the child, like – he won't make eye contact. It's a very, like, I felt it was overly forced. Yeah. Just a lot of the choices I felt like people were making, like, Meryl, I was like, you could have been any other actress. Like, this was not. Yeah, it was definitely not the strongest performance of Meryl's. I would say she was probably one of the least strong in this uh, this movie, to be honest. Yeah, I just didn't understand what the I, I know I understand the point of her character, but yeah, I just didn't understand what they were doing with her like dialogue and stuff of just like, it was like, dude, there could be really fun. Well, yeah. Like then Leo going Leo to the dark side himself, <laughs> but if he was an astronomer, I know. Why do you say that? Because he's, he's already like the guy that's telling everyone the world's going to end, you know, with his whole, thing about climate change so it's like that same concept but now with the comet and at the same time being like part of the problem taking the private you know in real life he takes the private jets to these climate change uh yeah i was just like i don't see him suffering from these like panic attacks and being well this, no like... not the panic attacks so that's when i was like why did she the... say he's likely <laughs> well no in the sense that you know he's cheating on his wife with Kate Blanchett's character. So he's not as honorable as he makes himself look is more of what I'm saying in terms of Gotcha. Like, I mean, I like the, his son's performances, to be honest, were the big breakout ones. And those were local Massachusetts actors. I was looking into them to be oh, like, have wow. I seen these guys in anything? And they're local mass actors that have had other stuff, but all like productions within Massachusetts. I mean, Ariana Grande in my eyes like was the star, but yeah. I also love her, so no she was fine like that was funny but then that also was going on for too long it was, too. For sure. but i like that it was also with kid cuddy because i love kid cuddy how yeah. do you not love kid cuddy and anything that he's yeah. in yeah no i liked that whole storyline um yeah i mean kate blanchett i think was the star in my eyes of all of them probably it probably would go kate blanchett and then ariana in terms of performances for me. And then Jonah Hill. I was going to say, yeah, Jonah's the other honorable mention of, like, scene stealer. Um, but, yeah, it just became, I, yeah, yeah. It became very frustrating. And then, yeah. A seven and a half, eight out of ten, or, like, a B, B minus. I think you said a B minus yourself. Yeah. Not the, I mean, as my dad says, worth the price because it was free. But I'm definitely glad I didn't, you know, spend money to see it in the theater. Not that I'm racing to a theater right now for yeah. anything. And I guess movies are going to have to do this because it's part of it, or maybe they don't. But I do not like, and maybe I'm just too old now. I hate when movies engage on social media and like try and translate social media stuff into the film. Like they have the like hearts on the screen of 
like when people go live and they're like we're here on live on instagram or we're doing this and i'm like oh well they needed to do that montages they needed to do that in the movie to like show the impact that things were having and like clearly making a play on you know for those that don't necessarily know what the movie is it's basically taking the idea of covid and applying it to a comet (laughs) hitting the world and like instead of people agreeing or disagreeing if covid's real or vaccinations or masks are good it's the idea of like are we gonna get are we gonna die of this comet that's very very factually proving that the comet's gonna hit the planet (laughs) yeah and then are we gonna ignore it because it doesn't satisfy agenda at this moment and right yeah yeah so, so but then it's also so sad because you walk away and you go yeah that's not we're gonna handle these things cool yeah i yeah. mean it's very it's too real yeah and ridiculous all at the same time um but yeah so i saw that and then another ridiculous movie i watch uh on paramount plus is the new reno 911 movie where talk about in a similar storyline they're uh basically go on this QAnon booze cruise uh that was advertised to try to find Q and like take down the QAnon like conspiracy so it's you know Reno 911 never disappoints it's definitely worth watching um all of the characters are back I just, you know, I just love them. And the show is great. The first movie we saw in college was amazing. And I just, like, will always support anything that's Rio 911 related. Yeah. And that first movie, like, was, <laughs> was not, I don't think it would be considered a commercial success, but it is funny. Oh, my God. It was incredible. I, I can't remember if you, were you still at Syracuse when it came out? I don't out? think so. Okay, because we went as, like, a group and a large group to go see it in the theater. And, like, all of us were cracking up. Yeah, I thought it was Um, hilarious. Yeah. And so this, probably not as funny as that one, but still funny. Like, I still enjoyed it. Um, And, you know, all those cast of characters are just so funny, regardless of what they're in. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's great. So recommend that's on Paramount Plus. Uh, what, What have you been watching? Um, well, Pen15. I oh, never right. mentioned Pen15. I think I talked about it last time. Yeah, I definitely okay. talked about it last time. But I finished it up and it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. I know. I what an I impact. Two, I think I have two episodes left and I'm savoring them because I just watched the Yuki episode. Which but I was... think the, oh, you have the two before the final two that you already saw because yeah. you went to the talk. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, that final episode. Oh, God. Dying when Maya is in that room with the guy, Derek. I mean, that was nuts or us. It was just too, well, it was just too. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so like, what did we do to ourselves in middle school? And, and that was a big topic that they talked about. It, I didn't want to talk about it last week, obviously, because you hadn't seen it yet, but it during the special, because we are during the talk, because we watched that episode, yeah. it naturally comes up, and everyone is like, you know, we wanted to protect Maya, but we also wanted to show like, what it's like for young girls who are put in these situations and like not that necessarily any of them had gone through it themselves but like they know many girls who had and like yeah they handle it well I thought the way that they showcased her giving him a blowjob was like 
good without us really seeing it, but still yes. feeling like the, oh my God, like, I can't believe she's going through this before getting a kiss and like, then seeing how it destroys her and like, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and also I'm very disturbed by myself for having a crush on a 13 year old boy <laughs> named Sam on the show. Well, I mean, I think he's 17 in real life. Heads yeah. up, heads up. He I just looks think, really young. I mean, I don't have a crush on him, but I do like. I have a crush want, on this character. You want Maya to be with him in the end because he is the nice boy that like really does like her and like yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't put her through what she went through with that guy, and so. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when they're she's doing the school play, oh, and he yeah, like comes yeah. to the restaurant and stuff, and oh, then she gets God, dumped, yeah. and she's like, "My heart hurts." Yeah, like, ugh. Yeah, no. I mean, Sam is like the boy everyone wishes they had when they were in middle school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was just like, Sam, where were you? Yeah, no, we all needed the Sam when we were dealing with the douchebags. Uh, but yeah, so Pet Fifteen. I mean, we're gonna just be every episode <laughs> recommending that show. For anyone that is a child of the 90s or just a girl just if you want to learn anything about or if you're a parent that had to parent us like guess right re- get ready this is the shit that we were getting into <laughs> not michelle but casey was yeah not me i was sheltered but, <laughs> don't worry randy don't worry randy. but i did know but there were things in that show that were relatable i mean the yeah. aim of it all the oh yeah spice girls the sleepovers the bat mitzvah friends. episode i mean that was unreal the bat mitzvah episode was so good yeah the fact yeah i mean that whole scene where she's getting they're getting made fun of for the pay less shoes that that's what michelle dealt with on a daily basis agreed i was also part of that crew of being like those aren't even real skater shoes those are from payless and being like yeah. what's the difference and then being learning what the difference is out of shame and finding out the socioeconomics yeah being like wait we're not rich yeah i mean i always say i thought i was poor until i went to college and then realized no i was just middle class or upper middle class <laughs> yeah anywho um Freaky but yeah geeky. what um up? yeah so the other piece of shit that i watched <laughs> <laughs> was wild country time it's on Hulu. It bombed. That's it... what it's called. Why didn't I think it was called Belfast? Because Belfast is a different film by Jamie, that Jamie Dornan, but this is an Oscar contender. Belfast oh. is an Oscar contender. It's directed by um, Kenneth Branagh. And it stars Katrina Belf from My Girl from Outlander and Jamie Dornan. And it is going to be this season's like one of the contenders. So he's just in two Irish movies right now. Jamie Dornan. Wild Country Time came out nearly like a year ago. Oh. This is now on Hulu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it came out, it bombed. It didn't get good reviews when it came out either, but it was, it, it came out closer to like Jungle before Jungle Cruise because it was Emily Blunt was doing this and then like Jungle Cruise. Got it. Got it. Got and it. And Jungle Cruise was great. And I love, I'm really having like an Emily Blunt moment. So I just wanted to check it out. Um, but Wild Country Time. Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan are Irish kids, young young people that grew up together on adjacent farms. And she's always had a crush on him and she's holding, always holding out and holding a torch for him to like come around and like fall in love with her. Um, but he's supposed to be this oddball character and his dad, played by Christopher Walken, who also can't do an Irish accent. Emily Blunt cannot do an Irish accent. It was fascinating. And his dad doesn't want to give him the farm because he keeps accusing him of being more like his mom's side of the family, the Kellys, than he is a Riley. And so his dad's then going to sell the farm to his American cousin, played by John Hamm, who shows up for uh, maybe all-in-all screen time 
and uh, immediately clearly you know obviously emily blunt and he kind of hit it off and then if she's supposed to move on because jamie dornan is now in his like late 30s and he still hasn't come around but it was just such a nightmare. He in the beginning it set it up so that Jamie character and Jamie Dornan's child character is possibly gay. He's like praying to God to like change him, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, why do they keep trying to make him this weird guy when he's not really acting very odd? Uh, and and then John Hamm's character comes in with all these observations as if he's known these people for generations and he literally has been there for 30 seconds and then makes these sweeping, accurate generalizations about how Jamie Dornan's like never going to come around to Emily Blunt. And she's right. like, I still want him to. Uh, and then at, at one point she's just like, why won't you love me? And he's like, Jamie Dornan is like, I do. I'm just also a B. He thinks it wasn't him being gay. This whole thing is him thinking he's not a human being and he's a a honeybee that is stuck in human being's body. And that, and then, and then at one point he was going to go to her house to propose to her with his mother's wedding ring, but he loses it. So he spends half the movie with a metal detector trying to find the ring. And then it turns out that she had it like the whole time. And she was like, well, I found it near the fence. And he was like, it's yours. And she's like, so you do want to marry me? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and that's the movie. Well, it looked, first of all, it's called Wild Mountain Time. Oh, fuck me. I always do that. Because I was like, I typed it in and I kept saying Wild Wild Country, which by the way, oh, you have different. not yeah. that So I kept confusing that with the lemonade brand of country time. Uh, it's yeah, wild yeah. mountain time wild My wild bad. country is probably one of the best documentaries of all time on netflix go watch it um yeah. it looks like rotten tomatoes gave wild mountain time 26 percent. yeah it, it's about i would come in around maybe about 20 percent. like they were yeah a little it has sweeping great landscapes of ireland in the beginning and i was like hell yeah and then i was like and i knew it wasn't gonna be good but i didn't yeah. know it was gonna be this good it was an irish play that this clearly <laughs> yeah th- thank you uh, yeah, it was a play that clearly was popular and successful as a play. And then when you translate it to this medium, it bombed. It's just funny because all of like when you type in the movie, all the reviews are like the first line is just destroying it in every single one. It's like, to your point, Emily Blunt's Irish, uh, awful, awful Irish stew is one of them. It was so weird because you're like, Emily you're a hop skip and a jump man yeah like she and, the, I, a, like, and she's such a good actress that i'm surprised that she couldn't yeah the british the have like a real hard time with an irish accent and i'm like what is and they they tend to have a difficult time with the scottish accent too i'm like you guys are right next to each other come on yeah interesting um all right anything else you want to report i think that was it i've just yeah. been watching harry potter oh. yeah the best yeah i wouldn't know what that's like uh all right well i guess until next time toodaloo motherfucker